the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Good morning, Tyson. It's another gray March morning. I haven't seen the sun around here for a while. How are you? Doing well. I mean, if you, so the skies are just about as gray as your wall behind you. And it's like, this is just like a perfect example of what it looks like in Missouri right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, so this is sort of exciting. Today we're live in the big group, sort of like we do in the guild, right? You push us into the big group. Mm -hmm. We're in both right now. Oh, both. I didn't know you could do both. Oh yeah. StreamYard's awesome. Boy, it's live on live without a net. That's all I have to say. That's right. So you and I have not done a solo podcast with just the two of us in I don't know how many months. It's this has been a long time. We've not this is the longest we've gone in the last five years of, of a stretch without the two of us being on a podcast. We we've had a guest on each episode for several months, unless I'm missing. We did I guess in December. I take that back. In December, we did some stuff talking about uh, maximum lawyer minimum time. I think. Well, you know, it's funny because we do this now every Saturday, just you and I sort of talking about what's the latest and greatest news in law firm running, legal marketing and all that stuff. So it's not like we don't talk to each other. It's just that we haven't really had these one on one sessions. And I I really like podcasts that have guests, but I also like it when podcasts that have guests then take a pause and just sort of check in with each other. So I thought that's what we could lead off with for today's show. Cool. Works for me. Uh, you did have a topic you want to talk about. So are we going to wait on the topic? Yeah, we'll wait on the topic for now. Why don't you just give everyone an update as to what's going on in your firm? There have been a lot of interesting developments and we can go from there. Ooh, since I can, the shortest version is October. I didn't know this question was coming, but it's, it's, it's good to think about. I think since October, we've gone from one attorney to four attorneys, which is cool. We've doubled our staff in the last year. We've, we've had... A nice influx of cases. I mean, a lot, a lot of it's because we've had a, a nice influx of cases. Um, we've been working with Blue Shark, and the, those efforts are paying off, and it's it's kind of nice. And so, yeah, the, I mean, we've I, I feel like the structure of the firm is we 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 is great. We were talking yesterday with a couple other people in the firm, and they were just talking about like like what great people we have. We call them peeps, and it's we have done a really good job of hiring over the last few years. And that's, that's the, I think that is what has propelled us is really the hiring is once you get, if you get some good people and you're stable, the rest just sort of takes care of itself. It makes it pretty damn easy on you. 
Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I know that you're really excited about the new attorneys. And, and I think that, you know, you've been without uh, or you've been having to do a lot of legal court stuff yourself for a while with just the one associate. And so I think that this is really going to open up opportunity for you to really do non-lawyer things, non-legal things, and to be doing more in growing your firm. Yeah, I mean, we really got hit, uh, automated to the hilt, which allowed me to do a lot of that stuff. But when you're when you're just in depositions all day or your court appearances, it, it, there there comes a time where automation just isn't going to help you. Um, you you got to add more people. So, but you've and you've been doing that for a while. So, tell us where, where are you in your firm? Well, I've been waiting to tell you this um, because we're, we're supposed to keep something under wraps until today. But last year, I guess around this time. I noticed that our friend Seth Price and Price Benowitz and Blue Shark had made some kind of list that Inc. Magazine has. So Inc. does the top 5,000 fastest growing companies and they break it up into four regions. So it's 20,000 companies, you know, and, you know, so I thought we would go ahead and apply for that for the Midwest region. And we applied, I think, back in December. Mackenzie and I put together a little package. It wasn't that big a deal. And we were, to, they're going to announce it today that all the, companies that made the list and there's going to be a nice backlink for us from Inc. It's not Inc. Inc., but it's like an Inc. subsidiary that still gives us good Google juice. But we, we made the top 5,000, which I thought was exciting. And then, then we got word where we place in the top 5,000 and you won't believe it. We're number 118 out of five fastest growing companies, 2019 to 2020. That's awesome. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it demonstrates it was sort of an external validation of what we thought that, you know, things are growing pretty fast around here. You know, it's like, you know, you get into the day to day stuff of growth and you don't really stop and sort of look at the I mean, you look at the numbers and everything, but you, it's hard to quantify. But when someone comes back, you know, like 118 is now my new favorite number. Like I go around the neighborhood looking for number 118 because I, I, I mean, I was shocked. I thought we were going to be like 4092. What's it based on? Is it based on revenue, people, all the above? What's it's, it? it's, I think it's some combination of gross and net revenue year to year between 19 and 20. Now, they try, they try to sell you a bunch of stuff, too. So it might just be a scam, but um, it's certainly fun. And, you know, we'll get some play out of it. And everyone around here is pretty excited. Don't listen, man. Don't downgrade yourself. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I, and I bet almost every single person, if not every single person watching and listening to this right now, uh, they're like, oh, shit, I want to be on that list. So well, that, That's why I did it, because Seth was on there. I was like, man, if Seth's on there, I want to be on there. So I just wanted to see how it goes, you know. Um, so, yeah, Mackenzie's really excited. She's our marketing director. And, you know, we've doubled in size firm-wise each of the last two years. So it's it's pretty remarkable. And it's also staggering. You know, it's a, it's its own set of problems. It's It's obviously good problems to have. But the opportunities to grow as a business owner and to grow as a person, as your firm grows, it's just, it's just, there's no substitute for it. It's really a, a chance to, you know, dig down. And, you know, I keep asking myself, you know, Jim, you did a great job of getting us to this stage. Are you the right person to get us to the next stage? Because I don't know what the next stage is. Like, you know, we're at this thing now where, you know, we, we have we're opening up 70 cases a month and things are rocking and rolling. And I'm like, geez, what's next? It is the ultimate like founders CEO problem that these startups see, right? They said, so just take, take the law firm out of it. 
And like, that's, that's what startups have had the problem with all the time. And that, that podcast with Guy Raz, you know, how I built this, he, they, that's like one of the biggest questions is, 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 is that CEO the one to get them to that next step? And sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Um, my guess is you probably are. Uh, you'd have to bring in some rock stars, uh, lawyer CEO the, to, to be better than you. And I just don't know if that's, that's, that's possible in your space, but who knows? Maybe, maybe your, your place is sitting on the beach in San Diego and just uh, relaxing. Well, you know, I was there last week and, and I'm like a different person out there. Like it's, it's obviously, obviously, you know, Imani's dealing a lot more with the day-to-day stress of things, but I, I get very focused. I get clear headed. I understand and see what's going on with the firm and, and it sort of all fits together when you just sort of sit back and, and watch. And, you know, we've been talking about that a lot in the guild and in maximum law minimum time is that we sense we spend so much time doing, 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 as Michael Gerber would say, that we don't take enough time to do the work, quote unquote, work that only we can do. And I know that sounds like a, a pad line, but it really is true that if we're not sitting there thinking about what's going right with the firm, what's going wrong. If we're not doing that, if we're not leading those conversations, then nobody is. And, and it's just, you know, very, very, very reactive. Yeah. I'd say that that's probably one of the biggest, biggest obstacles to growth is, is stepping aside and just taking that time. And that's why I talk about process goals and putting things on your calendar all the time, because we, we tell ourselves that we're just too busy. We can't do it. But if you put it on your calendars and actually set aside the time to do it, and we, we give the example of you know, just one hour a week. If you take one hour a week, that's 52 hours out of your week. You can do a lot in 52 hours. So if you do, and so, so it's some of the things that we talk about. And I, and so people talk about, oh, I don't have enough time. You have plenty of time. You, you, you're just, you're just pissing some of your time away. You just got to find better ways of allocating your time. I want to get into your topic though. I'm, I, I'm sort of excited about talking about this. So you, you just teased it with one word, but I want to, I'm, I'm curious to see where, where we're going with it. That's great because you did ask me, what are we talking about? And I did just say one word and you said, okay, let's go. So the word is resistance, resistance. And I think this goes right along with what we were just talking about is, is that reflection time is that when you're doing your reflection, I think it's really helpful to ask yourself and to really sort of still your mind and be quiet and sit there for a minute Take some deep breaths and ask yourself, what am I resisting today? What am I pushing back against? What do I think I need to crush or what do I need to put an end to? And then delve into, you know, where's that resistance coming from? What what am I reluctant to look at? What's that dirty thing over in the corner that I don't want to think about? or that I wake up in the morning or in the middle of the night thinking about, you know, like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Tyson, I'll have these days where we get a little bit of bad news in a couple of clients cases and I don't necessarily tell them, you know, right away. It's not big stuff, just little stuff. And then I'll just wake up one morning and I'll say, Oh, I'm spending way too much time thinking about these little defeats or issues. And then I'll just, I'll just hit, tell everybody all at the same time, all the bad news. Right. And it's just, and, and it's just sort of like a clearing of the decks so that your mind can then open up to, to other things. So with you, Jim, whenever you have an idea like this, it's because something has happened. What is, what is it that you're going through that led to this, this topic? Oh, well, 
Yeah. So, you know, with me, always resistance is exercise and eating right and those kinds of things. And and I've really been in a nice space lately where I have been eating right and I have been exercising. So that was some resistance that I broke through that made this topic sort of interesting to me now. But then just in general, you know, um, as you know, I'm considering this opportunity of sort of possibly taking over another immigration lawyer's practice. And that has so many aspects to it that are positives and negatives. There's just so many things. There are so many pieces of it to think about. And I've had, geez, probably 20 conversations over the course of the last four days about that. And there's part of me that's like, man, this is a lot of work. And do I really want to do all this extra work? And, you know, I've come to the conclusion now that we could do it. And so now I'm in the stage, do we want to do it? And that's a great place to be. It's it's right where you want to be to, to understand that you could pull something big like that off. And then to be in a space where you can ask yourself, do I want to do this? That's where sort of the resistance comes in. That's where sort of, you know, do, you know, I, I have a pretty comfortable life, Tyson. You know, I mean, I, I, we definitely work hard. I work hard. Imani works real hard. And, you know, running a, a law firm with 22 people is no, nothing to sneeze at. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable and I, I do get to sort of set my own schedule and do those kinds of things. So, you know, but to, to me, you know, this is like, yeah, dude. Well, this is what's next. This is what's supposed to happen next. And this is this is the natural progression of a, an answer to a question that I asked a long time ago and that I asked myself all the time, which is how far can I go? How far can I go? And that's sort of the opposite of resistance. That's sort of how I break through resistance is I, I sort of ask myself, you know, what's weighing me down? Literally, what's holding me down? What are what are the the nets, like I think of me like a, a, a bird or something, like what are the things that are actually holding me to the ground? And then, you know, when I think how far can I go, then the possibilities just sort of open up. And whenever you do this, is it, you know, how far can I go in general or is it how far can I go on a specific topic or specific thing? What, what is it? All the above? Yes. It's all those things. Yeah. It's, you know, what, what can we handle as a firm? I mean, what can I handle as a person? What skills am I going to develop in order to be a better boss or be a better business owner or to own a, a law firm in three different cities? You know, that's, that's, that's a, a different skill set. So this is interesting because um, I, you just sort of, you know, pushed a button for me where I, I think that we put these um, artificial limitations on ourselves all the time, all of the time. And we don't dream big enough, even though we've got the skill sets and, 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 and everything and the resources to get to where we like our, our potential is just limitless. Right. But we, we put these limitations on ourselves. And was it Christopher Nicolaisen? He was talking about the, the Midwest mindset. Mm-hmm. What he said. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. It's one of those things where we totally we will put these limitations on ourselves and not give ourselves really enough credit. Uh, Bruce Derrick the other day. Man, he was he was talking about something, and I don't even remember what the topic was. But he was just, oh, it was about some cases he settled, and he was just killing it, man, just killing it. And I was telling him, like, hey, man, like, pat yourself on the back. You're you're kicking some ass. And I, 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 I don't think he'd really thought about it, like, 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 oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. I'm doing really, really well. But we we're hard on ourselves, right? We tend to be really hard on ourselves as business owners, and stop, and, and instead of stopping to just pat ourselves on the back for a second, say, hey, good job. Yeah, it's that imposter syndrome. Who are we to think that we're this big or that we could pull this off or that, you know, how how dare we have such an audacious goal? But, you know, and this, Tyson, you're going to laugh because you know how much I fought you on having a vision. But, you know, our vision and, you know, our vision is we fight for immigrants every day. And my big, hairy, audacious goal is to naturalize 10,000 people 
as a firm by the end of 2030. So, you know, and right now, Tyson, we're at like 500. So we have 9,500 to go. That's so, better pick up, baby. You got a decade though. You're good. Yeah, I know. But so this, this opportunity that's out there is completely in line with our vision. And that's something that you can sort of fall back on then. You know, it's like if you view it through the right prism, then you can help make good decisions. Running your own practice can be scary, whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm, or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license. The stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time is a step-by-step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. Let's talk a little bit about some of the resistance that we see when we talk with lawyers, when we talk with law firm owners. Um, both inside and outside the guild. I mean, I think there are some general categories of things that we see people resist or they want to fight us on to fight. You know what I mean? They want to argue with us or or downplay what we're advising. Do you want to throw a couple of those out there and then I can throw in my two cents? Yeah. So I'd say the number one is, is the one I, I just mentioned a little bit ago was time. People say, you know, I don't have enough time. You know, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't, I don't have enough time. Um, I don't have enough money. Actually, you know what? This is the, st- this is the stop the bullshit speech a couple of years ago. Like it, it is the, the number of excuses is, is insane. Right. Cause we've, we've been talking to lawyers for years now, and you can tell them exactly how to do something. And some, some of them will not do it because they, they come up with an excuse in their brain. They, they come up, I, I'm not going to mention who it was. Someone just posted something in the guild uh, just the other day. It was a very thoughtful post. And um, I'm not even going to give the, any of the details at all. But long story short, the attorney was basically thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one that can basically do this, right? And the reality is, is that, no, that's not true. I mean, so that's another one is that the lawyer thinks that they're the only person in the industry that can do a certain thing, right? So they're the, that means that they're the only person in the firm that can do a specific thing. And as lawyers, we tend to think that we are special in that way. And we are special. And I think that all the people that are in Maximum Lawyer are special because, and I talked about this before, you're here because you want to grow and that sets you apart from others. But you're not special in the, in, the, in the way that only you can do it. And that is one of the biggest limitations I see. Is, and actually, probably the biggest one is that people sell, tell themselves that only they can do something and that prevents them from growing. Yeah, that goes along with the, the, the corollary of that as always. If only I could clone myself, if, you know, which means I need to do everything. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big one that we get a lot of resistance on that. And, and it can come up in different forms. It can be I need more time or I need more money. Or, you know, chicken and egg, do I hire someone first and then how am I going to pay for them? I mean, there's so many, as you would call them, BS excuses that we tell ourselves that really hold us back. So I really hope that everyone who's listening, you know, thinks about and just just keeps an ear out to themselves. And it can be 
<laughs> it can be outside talk or inside talk. You know, I love that line. He, he said the inside part out loud. I love that. They would say it about President Trump a lot, that he said the inside part out loud. I really like that as a line, but I like it as, as a means of self-reflection. I mean, I, I, think, I think that we're harder on ourselves than we ever would be on other people. I mean, we would never talk to our growing children the way that we talk to ourselves sometimes. And, and you know, I do some, I, I check in with some friends and things and, and the way that people talk to themselves is, is harsh. And I think that it's so unproductive. I will say it is, it is sort of some of the pressures of just the profession too. Um, we do sort of, we, we've sort of created this crushing environment and I, I would like to be able to kind of break through that because just the way we, we have, when it comes to deadlines, being a lawyer and we, we've got all these different clients calling us on every, every single day. And we got the, we got the fear of a bar complaint. We got a fear of a Google review. And so I am sure me just saying those things right now probably is making a few people cringe, you know, cause it's, it is one of those things. It's a stressful, it's a stressful profession, but that's the reason why we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break and not be so hard on ourselves. Um, and it can be hard. I understand that it, it definitely can be tough, but part of that is, is going back to the word resistance is quit giving yourself so much resistance. Um, give yourself approval. You know what I mean? Like get past that resistance and give yourself approval. And I can't remember how you put it. You said um, like basically what's instead of what's holding me down, it's basically what, like, how can I get better or how can I, basically how great can I be kind of a thing. How, how far can I go? How far can I go? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, I think that's the other way of just putting, just think about it. Okay. Give yourself permission and just say, you know, how, how far can I go? I think that's a great way of breaking that mold. And, and I think sometimes that you have to affirmatively say to yourself, either out loud or inside, you need to say, I'm not having that conversation today. I, I, I don't feel like listening to my negative self-talk. I don't feel like listening to my limiting beliefs today. I'm just going to choose not to go into that pool. I'm going to go into this other pool over here, which is, you know, opportunity, growth, you know, um, things I can control, you know, versus the things that are out of my control. Just we can't win that conversation. So sometimes it's better just to not even play that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking up something um, that Jason Selk, you know, I talk about Jason Selk quite a bit and yeah. I like him quite a bit. And I'm trying to find his, his actual identity statement because he's got this one and it's really, really helpful. And it's, it's kind of like a mantra and, and I've got my own that I'm not going to share here, but um, just Google Jason Selk identity statement. He's got his own and it's, it's a good reset button where if you are, you kind of go through this process that takes a hundred seconds, you know, and it, it's a nice little reset button. If you're going through and you're having a shitty day, or even if you're having a great day, it's a good way to kind of bring you back down. And, you know, you, you do your breathing exercises, you, you do your, you know, visualization exercises and you do your identity statement. And it really does. It's a reset button, man. I can tell you every single time I've done it, it has calmed me down because uh, doing litigation is stressful, man. You, you know, you get you, someone files a motion to dismiss and you kind of doubt yourself. Oh, my gosh, it might get granted. What do I do here? <laughs> like, I, I'm going to have to explain this to my client if it gets dismissed. I mean, it's it can be stressful at times. And so having that reset button is it's just a great way of just kind of bringing things back down to the earth. You know, um, Jay Ruane talks about looking at a, a picture of his family. You know, it's another good way of doing it. You know, have plenty of pictures of your family laying around your office so you can look at it. Okay. This is why I'm doing things. It's not the end of the world. Everything's going to be okay. Just breathe and, and, and move forward. 
Jay does that when he's getting ready to let someone go, and he he does it to remind himself why he's letting them go is because they're quote unquote a threat to his kids, you know. So I, I get that, and you know, Amani and I went to a it was an online half day webinar around late December, and it was through this group called Reboot that that I really like. I read the book and I like the group and everything, and they had a picture of a long road, like a desert road. And, you know, there was a yellow line going down the middle and they talked about how sometimes you're on the left side of the road and sometimes you're on the right side of the road. When you're on the left side of the road, you're tight, you're stressed, you're playing small, you're, you, you get, it, it gets almost like your mind is clouded. Like you almost can't even see that you're on the left side of the road. Like when we, when, and to me, when I go to San Diego, that's how I get to the right side of the road. The right side of the road is, you know, open roads. I, I've got the world, by the tail i've got a lot of opportunity and it, and and it really you really can find yourself in one place or the other and when you're when you're on the right side of the road you're like boy i'm going to stay here forever i'm not ever going back to that left side of the road but then you do and you know that it's a trap and and you know you can get trapped in on that left side of the road for for months or people even for years you know and so it's such a gift when we get to the other side of the road when we get to that open space and as they say on headspace, that blue sky, you know, where the clouds are sort of parted and you sort of see things. And I know this sounds a little bit woo woo, but, and, and if, if, if we had played this for ourselves, like on the third episode, I would say this is really woo woo, but this is real stuff. This is, this is true. I mean, it's not, I, I know that I get tight and I get, you know, working 60 hours and I get my head in the sand and I'm just work, work, working. And then you need something to break out of it. It could be going to church. It could be, going for a walk. It could be taking a trip. You know, you got to do something to sort of help yourself over to that other side of the road. And if you don't think it's real, just I want you to think about the time where you sort of got a little short with your partner or your kids because you're stressed out. You know, like they, they, we all we all have it. You know, it's if you don't, you're you're probably a robot. You need to check your pulse because we all go through it. And and, and I completely agree. agree and, to and you and use those interactions like the kind you just mentioned to as a gauge, you know, as a gauge to where am I at? Where am I tight? What am I, what am I fretting over? What do I wake up in the morning thinking about? What do I wake up in the middle, the middle of the night thinking about? And then that's your resistance and that's what you're fighting. And that's what you either need to surrender to and say, that's reality for, or that's current reality. And then what am I going to do to change it? Love it. It's a good ending point, Jimmy. Uh, so let's wrap things up before I do. I want to remind everyone to go to the big group. So those of you watching here, you're already here, but those of you that are listening, uh, make sure you join us in the big group, Facebook group. And if you're interested in the guild, go to maxlawguild.com. We have a lot of high level conversations going on there. And then while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind taking just a couple minutes and giving us a five-star review, we will greatly appreciate it. It helps spread the word so that other lawyers can learn just like you. All right, Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? I'm going to get to my hack of the week, but before I do, I'm going to do my own promo. And my promo oh. is for Max Law Con 2021. Tickets are on sale. We're we're cooking and we're rocking and rolling. We got a great lineup. The tickets are on sale. We'll put a link down below uh, or in the show notes for anyone who wants to get tickets. That's right. We moved it from June to October. That's what I meant to say. I believe it's yeah. the 14th or 15th. I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, October it's, that, it's that middle week, Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday, Monday for the guild members, Tuesday, Wednesday for everybody else. It's going to be in St. Charles, Missouri, which is a just 15 minute ride from the St. Louis airport. Um, it's a really nice hotel. It's going to be a nice setup. We got great speakers. We're really excited about it. I think we're about half sold out too. So, and that's amazing. You know, people really. 
I think are looking for things to do after the coronavirus. And now that it seems like everyone and his brother is finally getting their vaccination, that it's going to be a great time to reconnect to everybody. And, and we're going to get back to basics at the conference. And I'm really excited about that. So I wanted to, to mention that. And I think we should probably start mentioning that on each of the episodes. I agree. That we, I'm just excited to see everybody that we haven't seen in a couple of years. So excited. For sure. so what's your hack of the week? So one of the ways that I reset, one of the ways I get from the left side of the road to the right side of the road, and I really do mean this, is listening to Tim Ferriss. You know, he has such great guests on his podcast. Um, that's F-E-R-R-I-S-S, Tim Ferriss. We'll put a link to this particular episode in the show notes. He had on Stephen Pressfield, I think about three weeks ago, and it was just a great, literally two-hour interview. And it's all about resistance. It's all about, you know, Stephen wrote The War of Art. And art can be anything, including practicing law. Art's whenever you create something or build something. And and the war of art is sort of the internal battle that we have with ourselves when it comes to creating art in whatever form that is. And so just hearing the two of them go back and forth. And Stephen's had a very interesting life. He's lived in a shack in North Carolina and all kinds of crazy jobs and stuff that he's had. And just to, to hear that episode and to remember how much I like that book, that was one of the first books that I bought when I opened up my firm, The War of Art. And I think it's... I would start by listening to the episode, and if it resonates with you, pick up that book. He's got other books out now that are sort of fictiony and like historical fiction. Those are all well and good, but his the the stuff that he has about creating, he's a screenwriter and an author, and so any of that stuff is just world class. I love it, I, and I, it's on my list. I know people have mentioned it several times now, so I need to need to give it a give it a read. So my tip is a little more nuts and bolts, and if you find yourself, and I'm, I'm going to pull up my email. I'm not going to show you my email, but I'm pull up my email and kind of walk you through it. If you find yourself, you know, basically labeling and archiving in G Suite, or if you find yourself forwarding a, a particular email that comes in to, a, to an employee or a couple employees, the easiest way of dealing with that is if you go into the actual email that you get on a regular basis from, let's say it's a company or a person, and you click on the three little dots on the right side, and then you click on filter messages like this, you can then, it basically allows you to enter in some criteria. So if you just want it from that specific email address, that's fine. If you want, like it has, if it has a specific subject, you can do that as well. And then if you create filter, you can then, it gives you a lot of different options. You can have it automatically archived. You can mark it as red. You can star it. You can apply a label to it and you can delete it. You can forward it to a forwarding address. You, there's a lot of different options there and it's a really good way Jim and I have people that actually check our email for us and it's kind of like a receptionist for our email and they, they do a really good job but there are some other things that can just automatically be filtered and so we have those things automatically filtered and it, setting up filters is a great way of getting rid of a lot of what's in, in your inbox so I highly recommend that you do that all right, Jimmy, that's it. It's yep. I've not wrapped up the end of a show without a guest in a while, so I'm not even sure how we do it. So, uh, but it's good talking to you, man. Yep. See you, buddy. Later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time. Bye.